I want to do this. How the hell am I going to do that? Because there's not enough money in my bank account to just go do it. I have to be creative in how I, I design a model or design a partnership strategy that allows us to just go straight for the thing that we want to create. And I think like if people get more creative with the business models and the structure that they're, they're the structures they create around partnerships, it's amazing what you can do. It's amazing the people that you can draw into it. Welcome to the Creative Tax Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram, I'm at Mike Bone, or on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. Hey, I'd love for you to stop by DailyCreativeHabit.com. I've created several resources with you in mind as a creative person. First, there's a link to our free private Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. It is filled with creatives of all types who have raised their hands to say, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. And so if that's you, we would love to see you as part of this group. There's also a link to receive our free Daily Creative Habit email newsletter. This goes out twice a week and is filled with resources and inspiration and daily prompts for you as a creative person to make sure that you keep showing up every single day for your creativity. And lastly, there's a link out to the new Daily Creative Habit Guided Creativity Journal. And this is something that I'm really excited about because it's a 90-day journey that you can go on that guides you to plan and show up for your creativity and help you track and help you measure and figure out exactly what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it. This is available right now through Amazon.com. Hey friends, welcome to this episode of Creative Chats. I am thrilled to bring you an episode with Bradley Morris, who is the founder of Magic Media and Magic Kids. And he has blended entertainment with education to help transform learning experiences, especially for those kids with the Magic Kids part of his business. He's also a coach to entrepreneurs and leaders and creators of all types. And we talk very candidly about his ideas. He's an idea man. He's got a lot of ideas that he executes and invites people into the mix. And so we talk about how do you know when you have a great idea and when the right time to pursue that idea might be and who to bring into that idea. And we really have a, a deep dive into just showing up and creating and not just creating business, but creating the life that you want to lead. And so I know you're going to be thrilled with this episode. Be sure to listen real close. And at the end, Bradley shares some links as far as where you can find him, some of the um, places where he is on the Internet, as well as some offerings that he has for us. So I'll be sure to put those in the show notes as well. So you can just easily click and follow along. Without further ado, here is my creative chat with Bradley Morris. Well, hey, Bradley, welcome to the Creative Chats podcast. Dude, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks, Mike. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so we had the privilege of being able to connect previously. I, I was on your show, and so uh, looking forward to turning the tables today and asking you questions and finding out some more about your creative journey and process and uh all the creative things that are going on in your world. So before we get too deep into that, because I know, you know, I'm sure we'll get deep. I mean, us creative people, right? 
um let's just you know have you drop a little bit of like who are you what do you do for the sake of the listeners today so i live on a small island on the pacific northwest uh, salt spring island british columbia canada um i play golf every single day it's one of my biggest passions we have 2000 square feet of garden space and an orchard grow food eat a lot of food uh i'm a dad i've got a, a six he's almost 77 next month and married to my wife for 10 years um i i like to live a simple creative nature induced life um and my company's called magic media i've been basically creating online since i dropped out of college in 2005 first video i ever put on the internet went viral on youtube had speaking tours for several years after that back in 2007 um i i taught 500 plus meditation workshops and then put a library online an audio library that's become number one on the mind valley app and is done very well on a bunch of other apps which has reached millions of meditators uh and that kind of led me to working with creators coaches independent educators to um i've really geeked out on how to use entertainment as a vehicle to teach and transform uh we've built tons of online communities and memberships i've done endless countless launches for people uh and and that's kind of been my journey and a year a little over a year ago uh my son soren he's grown up with uh limited screen time we saw at an early age the uh the addiction symptoms in a young child uh from watching a screen and and the withdrawals that they would go through when you would shut the screen down and so we were like well we, we don't want to put our kid through that every time he gets entertainment in his life so we shifted and, and discovered audio stories and he's grown up with audio stories. And so what we found as we went down the audio story rabbit hole is like a lot of the audio stories were kind of like junk food for his mind. Uh, yeah. And him and I were always making up stories. We were always writing little stories and stuff. And, and then some of the stories we were working on, I was like, man, these, these are really cool stories. Let's, let's go down the publishing route. I've, signed publishing contracts in the past. I know it takes two to three years to publish a book. Um, we also have this media company that's just kind of sitting in my back pocket. So uh, I was like, dude, what if we, what if we just made a publishing company and we produced the greatest audio stories on the internet and we did it so that it's a fair trade publishing thing where we uh, pay the artist 50% of the revenue so the artist can be valued and honored. And what if we also publish books? And what if we uh, basically, it are, we launched in December 2021, so a year and a half ago. And in our first year of operation, we, we published 19 books, uh, 11 of which my son and I collaborated on. Uh, we produced 19 audio stories that are like movies for the imagination. We collaborated with more than 70 artists, voice actors, producers, musicians to score the music and sound effects, um, writers, illustrators, etc. And it's become this like incredible artistic collaboration. Right now we're building the Magic Kids app, which will be like Spotify for kids. We'll have new audio stories every weekend. We'll have uh, we're going to build the biggest uh, library of kids music, conscious kids music and imagination meditations. And then every story we publish, we 
uh, create a series of learning activities to go with it to help kids integrate the, the lessons from it. So my life right now is kind of split between magic media uh, and working with coaches, working with coaches, independent educators, production, audio production, helping people to just like build strategies and pathways and marketing channels. And then the other side of my life right now for business is this magic kids thing, uh, which I'm having just heaps of fun with. It's just, as you know, like being, I'm an artist uh, who's managed to marry the entrepreneurial side of myself and working with artists, like our entire marketing strategy when the app goes live is right now we're working with one of the best comedy commercial teams in the world, the Harmon Brothers. We're writing dozens and dozens of comedy commercials, like under 60 second sketches. We started production last week. We just got our first eight sketches back from our editor. And it's just like, holy shit, this is my life. I get to like write comedy and make stories and work with all these amazing, fun artists. And it's all for the kids. It's pretty amazing. Mm. And then for fun, I compete in professional golf tournaments. I play the Vancouver golf tour once a month. I'll go over and, and spend a weekend playing pro golf. And so my life is full. But it's also yeah. very fulfilling. I'm I'm pretty stoked on where this journey of entrepreneurship has brought me over the last, I guess it's uh, coming up on 19 years. Mm, wow. There's certainly a lot in there. Uh, and you are not a slacker by any means. <laughs> right. And so um, I would love to I, I want to pick apart some of those things. Um, sure. But before we do, I want to dial it back even further and ask you, like, when was the first time that you knew that you were a creative person? Like as a kid, were you doing things that were creative activities and um, that were informing you to go like, hey, this is something that I really want to do and, and pursue? And what did that look like? I I was a jock in school. Um, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed drama class, but I didn't uh, I didn't have the confidence to like do musicals or like stage performance or anything like that. Uh, I was told at a young age that I wasn't good at drawing. So I gave that up by the time I was like eight or nine. Uh, I know I wasn't, I wasn't really an artist. I, I was more of like a schemer. Um, I was the guy in my crew of friends who would like every weekend I would come up with the game plan of like, here's what we're doing or guys come to my house or, Hey, here's a way we could get into some trouble or, Hey, let's try this thing out. So I was always like, I've always been the ideas guy. And, and a part of like my own human design is like, I'm the spark. I'm the guy that gets people activated, that gets them going that like sparks. Here's a million ways that we could, we could execute on this idea. Let's make a plan and let's just get it done. And so that's a part of my gift. It wasn't until, you know, my twenties when I started to, I, I moved to Los Angeles and I lived with this incredible hip hop group. And I was like, holy shit, like this is creativity to the max. And so, you know, gaining a little bit of confidence, like playing with music. And then as, uh, as my journey of entrepreneurship unfolded, I really got into like writing comedy skits and posting them on YouTube and stuff. It just is like a fun thing that I would do. And so that was where like, you know, I've been writing for two decades. I love writing. Writing is one of my favorite forms of creativity. I love seeing that the writing 
turn into like these audio stories that we're producing at a really high level or like producing these comedy skits. Like I just love that entire creative process of making a piece of media that can like help change people's perspectives or help them to see something in a different light or to just like laugh at the absurdities of the human experience. And so I would say like, that's, that's a part of it, but I wasn't an artist. It was something that I had to discover that's like, Oh shit. Like all these things that I look into these other artists, like I'm that too. I, I am an artist. And so uh, it's something that I, I fell into and it's kind of awakened inside of me. And now it's just like a faucet that won't shut off. And every day I'm doing something that's incredibly creative while managing all the, you know, CEO responsibilities of the business. Yeah. So as a person who's filled with ideas and you are the, the schemer, as you said, right. The, the guy who orchestrates these things, can you talk a little bit about like, your process or maybe how something unfolds to where do you get an idea and then go, okay, how do I move this forward and make this a reality? Like, who do I need to find to be a part of this? What's the, the, the particulars of how this is going to be delivered and created and like, or is it more of an organic thing where the people you've already have around you, you're in conversation with and, and creating spitballing with, and then things emerge uh, in that form. Um, so typically I, I will have an idea. And if I have an idea that gets me excited, I can literally see the thousand steps it takes and I can map out the entire plan in, you know, a very short period of time. And that's just one of my gifts of two decades of entrepreneurship and, and two decades of entrepreneurship as an independent entrepreneur that I didn't have to answer to anybody means I've created a lot of stuff. I, I mentioned this on your podcast, like the ABCs of creating, always be creating. I have made so much in my almost 20 years of entrepreneurship. And so I, I just understand the entire journey it takes to, to take an idea and make it something that's real in the world. Uh, I'm also enthusiastic and inspiring. And uh, I've, I've figured out a way over the years of like battling with the journey of survival as an entrepreneur, um, that if I come up with an idea, I have a way of being able to enroll other artists into my projects and teammates and for revenue share of like, there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of talent that work shitty jobs they don't like. And what I learned almost a decade ago is you can inspire those people like, Hey, I've got this thing this idea with meditation library, this online course I'm producing, or this magic kids thing that I'm building right now. And if you join me on this journey, like you be the media person or the editor or whatever, let's split the revenue. Let's split the revenue this way so that you can be rewarded for your time. You don't have to quit your job. You can keep working the job, do this on the side. And hopefully this becomes a thing that like we all get paid extremely well for. And so I'm of the mind of like, I, I want to share in the wealth. I also want to share in the risk. And if people are willing to join me in the risk reward game, then I'm stoked to, to share that with them. Mm -hmm. And so I, 
With Magic Media, we shifted our business model almost five years ago to be a partnership model. So I don't do client work anymore. It's it's rev share. It's like if we're if my myself and my team are joining you on the journey of building something together, then we're, you're not just going to pay us a fee. It's like we're going to work together, and everybody is rewarded for the outcome of that. And Magic Kids is very similar. You know, fifty percent of our revenue goes to the artists because the artists deserve to be paid a lot because they're the ones that make up all of the beautiful content that people are going to keep coming back to. Like you look at something like Spotify and an artist gets like 0.001 cents on each play. Like I have a friend here, he has 300,000 plus plays a month. He gets paid. He's lucky, you know, a thousand to $2,000 a month for over 300,000 people loving his music every single month. It's wild the way that artists have become devalued. And I'm trying to switch that around and, and build a community of artists around the work that I do at Magic Media and Magic Kids because it's, mm. it's just way more fun we collaborate. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that you, you know, if someone was listening to you right now, they're like, oh, wow, that's a really interesting model and concept. I would imagine you have to have a proven track record so that when you're attracting these people to say, hey, partner with me in this rev share thing, people aren't like, mm, I don't know, like, is this like, who are you? What's going on? Like, do you have things that have taken off? Is this just like, you know, pie in the sky? Like, how do you deal with those conversations? I would imagine that's difficult. Yeah, I didn't have a proven track record. Now I have a proven track record. But in the beginning, it was more of like, you know, my friends who were talented that were miserable doing jobs they didn't like for money that wasn't valuing their artistry. And it, this was like a, an escape plan for them. This was like, a, hey, invest 10 hours a week into this and here's your job. And in a year from now, hopefully you can cash in on that. And, you know, for some of them, you know, like I have my team at Magic Kids, they they they're part of rev share, but they also get an hourly rate. It's not like really high hourly rates to lower hourly rate, but it's, they also get the rev share. They get the royalties as well. Like there's so many ways to go about doing it. I've experimented with dozens of different business models, pricing models for memberships, for building a team. Like I, I've just, I've done so many different things. I've never uh, been in, in the draw inside the lines kind of, entrepreneur it's always like well i want to do this how the hell am i going to do that because there's not enough money in my bank account to just go do it i have to be creative in how i i design a model or design a partnership strategy that allows us to just go straight for the thing that we want to create and i think like if people get more creative with the business models and the structure that they're they're the structures they create around partnerships it's amazing what you can do. It's amazing the people that you can draw into it. And yeah, I I always had a business plan. Like I had a, a multi-page multi business plan that I would show people like a couple pager of like, here's what we're doing. Here's the whole intention behind it. Here's what makes this particular offering unique. Here's the financials. It's going to cost us, you know, this much, this many months of work to do the thing. Here's the revenue potential. We're charging this much. We need this many customers. If we get this many customers, it's kind of, and here's our marketing strategy. Like here's the different ways that we're going to fill this up. And, you know, two pages, pretty, pretty basic, pretty simple. You know, it's not like a 60 page business plan, but you share that like immediate plan. And then people are like, that sounds fun. Let's do that. Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of artists out there that are very talented and very unhappy doing jobs they don't like. And they have no 
royalties coming into them. I mean, who doesn't want passive income if something takes off? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love and passive it, income. Yeah. And and things in this world just keep shifting and changing so much that to be able to have something that you're um, invested in like that, you know, is a very valuable asset. And also the relational aspects yeah. of that too, right? I mean, the, the network yeah. building and the partnering that you do, uh, I'm sure that opens up so many more opportunities and yeah. relationships that you would never have had otherwise, right? Well, and I got to say, like, everybody's like, oh, let's outsource to you know, overseas. And it's just like, no, outsource locally. Like out of the 70 artists that I've worked with for Magic Kids, more than 50 of them are local to my island, which only has a population of 10,000 people. Like 10 of our 11 illustrators live on this island. 50 plus of our voice actors that we've worked with live on this island. My publishing manager, like my producers, my musicians, they live on this island. And it's it's creating this like village, which is really hard to create when you're working with people all over the world and you're only meeting on Zoom. And it's so much more satisfying to like be out in the community and see my teammates and mm -hmm. You know, I tried to build the online thing for a long time, like an online team. And now that I have a local team, it's just like, why would I ever want something different? It's so wonderful to like be able to do office work days and to like get on my big whiteboard and like map out ideas and make strategy plans. Like it's just it's such a more satisfying way of going about it. Mm. So if somebody's listening right now and they're they're hearing you say this value of local community and relationships and they're thinking to themselves, man, I live in the middle of nowhere. Like there's no other creative people around. Like, what do I do? Do I have to pick up and move? Like, do you have any advice or suggestions for somebody who may be thinking those things right now? Well, I mean, you just never know who's actually around you, you know, like until you start to put the word out like we have a local classifies thing which is how i found everybody for my team it's just like putting it out there and you just you don't know like you, you don't know who's sitting in their bedroom working on their mastery that they've been doing it for years or you know this day and age like the 16 year olds and 17 year olds who've been growing up on computers and design and video and all that sort of stuff like hire a teenager that's just stoked to have a cool gig and who would like bring so much creativity and out of the box thinking to your project. Like it, it doesn't have to be one dimensional. And yeah, I mean, if you're living out in the middle of nowhere, population 10, then that's a different story. You may have the, the internet will be your best friend because you'd be able to make all those connections with people. Uh, but if you can, if you live in a, if you live in a city or if you live in a community like the one I have, you know, there's, there's people and oftentimes there's really cool people that are just, you haven't met them yet because you haven't had a reason to meet them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With all these things that you have going on and these people involved and stuff, like how do you know when you have an idea that is a good idea that you want to pursue and it's the right time to pursue it? Um, I mean, one, if I can't stop thinking about it, if it's like, if the muse of the idea, the spirit of the idea just keeps coming back. Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking about it every day for more than a few weeks. It's like, okay, this, this feels like something. And if, if coming up with the strategy is like really easy 
And if I can see the long game and then I ask myself like, okay, this is, this is a journey of at least a thousand steps to get this thing off the ground. Uh, and there's no guarantee that this is going to take off and there's going to be, you know, hard work involved. I know that this might be, you know, let's say 300 hours, 500 hours, a thousand hours, you know, you can kind of guess how many hours are going to be put into this thing. You have to look at like, what is the, what is the potential reward of this? Like if we do this and it pays off well, what is that reward versus like, okay, if we do this, like what is our break even reward for the amount of time and energy? And then it's like, okay, if all the things add up, if it feels great after you've made the plan, you've done like crunch some basic numbers of like what's possible with this you've got an idea of like okay the, here's the four ways that we would market this when it goes live and then you can you know start to look of like okay what teammates do i need to pull this off you put all that together and it's like this feels solid like i can it feels i'm looking at it, it po- tried to poke some holes into the plan to see if there's flaws and if after that which might not take long. It might only take me a few hours to come to all those conclusions. Uh, it might take me a few weeks, but if after all that, it still feels like an exciting yes. Then I'm just like, well, let's do it. Let's do the thing. I mean, magic kids was literally, uh, it was a total accident. I had no idea. I, I have a men's group on my Island here that I started five years ago. And every week we, we basically whatever guys show up Tuesday night decide what we do the following week is called man ventures. And so we always have these adventures and, and it was a rainy October uh, two and a half years ago. And we, we all got together and wrote children's stories. And, uh, and that was, I wrote a sh- children's story that night called the master's apprentice. And when I finished, I was like, I really like the story. I want to publish it. And I knew it would take three years to get it to the shelf. And I knew that the publishing company would pay me maybe 6% for my book sales. And I knew I would never make enough money to even pay my advance payment back to the publishing company. And so I the, literally that week, I got my assistant. I said, spend the next two months just slowly researching self-publishing and what channels to use. And then she came back to me after two months and she said, don't do it. It's a bad idea. And I said, not good enough. I hired somebody else. They did a bunch of research for me, found, you know, different avenues. He kind of got me to a certain point. And then uh, a friend of mine worked in self-publishing. She published 200 plus books. And I was like, okay, I want you to be my publishing manager. We're going to pull the trigger on this thing. We're going to produce the best audio stories in the world and make illustrated books. And we're going to do this fair trade publishing thing. And then she found all the sources of like our, we found an amazing family run 30 year publishing operation in Canada that like does all of our printing and distribution, set up all the channels. And then we just, we started taking steps towards it. And in that process, my son and I just kept writing stories. We started publishing other people. Um, for that one, it was mostly like, it was very mission driven there, like being a parent and looking at the entertainment that's available to children right now, it is like junk food for the brain. These kids are growing up with like the worst values humanity can ingrain in children's consciousness. It's just absolutely terrible. And so for me, it was like, Kids need something better than what's available. 
what are we going to do about this addiction to screens? These kids are going to grow up and they're not going to know how to live without a device connected to them. Like this, this isn't good. Their social skills are going down the tube. Their ability to critically think is going down the tube. We need to come up with some form of really fun solution that can inspire children to get them off of screens and back into their imaginations where every child belongs. And so that was Magic Kids. It was very mission driven. We also homeschool my son. And so I was like, well, when I put everything together, I'm like, this is a massive risk. This is the stupidest plan possible is like build a publishing company like this day and age. Uh, but I was like, if this fails at the very worst, it's my kids like amazing homeschooling journey because He's literally our creative director. He comes to marketing meetings. He does office days with me. He co-writes with me. He voice acts. He he like goes through all the stages of publishing, the illustrations. He reads, he reviews all the illustrations, reviews all the stories. He offers feedback. He's acting in our commercials now. He's co-writing with me the commercials that we're we're producing. So I was like, the very worst, if this fails. This is his education. He's learning the entire creative process inside and out at the age of six. And it was five when we started this journey. And so I was like, that's that's pretty dope. I couldn't give them a better education than that. And, uh, you know, after year one, uh, book sales were really hard. Our print costs almost doubled after our first year of publishing. We're like, holy shit, it's going to be really hard to make money on books. And at a marketing meeting uh, last October, my son, we're off in a big whiteboard meeting. We had our, our core six team. And uh, he's sitting at his little desk with his whiteboard. We're doing our big whiteboard thing, talking about marketing. And he just like interrupts me, he comes over. He's like, listen up, everybody. And he holds up his whiteboard over his head. He's like, what we need is a button. And he's got the picture of like a rectangle with a circle on it. We're like, what do you mean, buddy? Like a button? He's like, kids need to be out to just like push a button and a story pops up and plays. And, and we're like, oh, so we need an app. And he's like, yeah, we need an app. And then he just like turns around, walks back to his desk and we're just all looking at each other baffled. Like, did the universe just speak through him and tell us we need to make an app? And so we spent the rest of the day just like mapping out the app. And literally the very next week we started to work on the app and, and hired a hired somebody to help spearhead the project, got my designer starting to work on the designs. And, and now that was October. Here we are almost June and uh, version one of the app goes live next month. So it's, it's one of those things of like, if, if the path is exciting enough, if the yes is big enough, if the why is aligned enough with like the soul's calling, I think too many people are thinking small in their lives. They're thinking just like, how do I get my bills paid by doing my art? It's like, no, how do we change the fucking world? The world needs our gifts and they need us to think way bigger than just like the paying the bills thing or like being able to buy a nice house or some land. It's like, we need to make big changes on this planet and it's going to be the creative people of the world that are going to do it the best. And yeah. that's, that's what I, that's my call that's pulling me forward with this, this like taking me on this wild roller coaster. Yeah. That, that's a call that's so much bigger for somebody um, and gives purpose meaning behind their work. Uh, it's a dream that is not easily attained by just checking a few boxes. No. And I think when people start to get behind that kind of stuff, then there's something that people can't wait to wake up and get to, to work and can't wait to invite other people into it. You know, it becomes like this movement type of thing, right? As opposed yeah. to, yeah, we're doing this project and when it's done, you know, whatever it's okay. We hope it succeeds. And, 
you know, then we'll move on to something else and whatever. Um, that's a completely different way of living. And um, so, yeah, I, I totally resonate with what you just said in that. Um, out of all these things that you're doing, is there something that, and I'm sure you probably have a million ideas that, you know, <laughs> you catalog someplace, but is there something that you're thinking to yourself right now where you're like, this is something I would love to move into or something I would love to see actualized that you haven't done yet? Like maybe it's outside the areas in which you've already put your hand in. Um, yeah, I mean, earlier this year, this is like a, a fun side project for me. Um, with my crew of guys, we were doing 12 month long challenges this year. And so in my February challenge, I set the challenge of doing a YouTube short every day. And that was for my, my magic media channel and 30 days of like YouTube shorts. I was trying to make them creative and interesting voiceover and B roll and shoot my own B roll and doing some music to like have an inspiring message every day. Um, and I started running out of ideas. So I started to do these golf videos. Um, and I've, I've had a novel that I've been working on for over a decade called, and it's called be golf. And I have this domain bodymindswing.com because meditation mixed with the, the focus techniques that I have, like I've developed a whole set of tools through my own journey with golf. Um, and so at the end of my first 30 days, I did 30, 30 videos in 30 days. I did about eight golf videos at the end of it. And the most five most popular videos and the ones that I had the most fun with were my golf videos. So I launched a YouTube channel called Body Mind Swing. And uh, I've been posting daily videos since March 1st. And it's kind of my journey of like pursuing this lifelong dream of playing professional golf. It's also uh, my lifestyle of like, you know, in the winter time, I wake up as early and I'm out there playing golf in the dark under the stars with glow in the dark golf balls. Like that's how <laughs> obsessed I am. Uh, I, my dog who's laying beside me here, he's my caddy. He comes out and he walks the course with me every morning. We're a dog friendly golf course because of my dog and my obsession with golf. And, uh, and yeah, so I started this channel mostly just like a way to inspire people to, uh, just like get out there and play you know we live this one life if it, people that love golf are like freaking obsessed and a lot of people restrict how much golf they play and my wife doesn't do that for me she's like hey you know if you're getting up at 5 a.m every day to go play the game and you get home and eat breakfast with us and we get to drink coffee and hang out before we go to work she's like i see how happy this makes you you're a better person because you play golf every day i'm, I'm grumpy if i don't play golf in the morning mm -hmm. so it's just like we'll just do the thing so um that that's like a side project i have like a whole vision and business plan for that particular project but it's more of like a a passion project that if it eventually makes money cool if it eventually blows up great but i'm having a lot of fun just kind of documenting my own journey uh and philosophy around the game of golf yeah yeah i can see how that would become your um, in a video diary, if you will, you know, of, yeah, here's what's happening. Here's how I'm changing. Here's how you're adapting. And even in the process of making these videos, I'm sure that if you look at the first one and you look at the most recent one, there's a growth that you see, there's things that you've changed. There's things that you've attempted and iterated off of. Right. I mean, people yeah. could probably see a process if they're really looking for it. Right. 
it, it's been very fun. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm just like, oh man, when am I going to run out of ideas on videos? And it's just like, it's just never ending. Every day I show up, I got my little tripod and I go play. I'm like, oh, let's get a couple shots of this and then put together another video. Yeah. And have you done yeah. Have you done one yet with a with an exploding golf ball? Not yet. <laughs> I got to get myself one of those. They don't sell them at our shops on the island. I can't believe uh, it. <laughs> my dad used to play a lot of golf um, and he was a jokester. And so I remember him putting those down on some people and, uh, you know, so funny. Some hilarity ensued for sure. <laughs> That's so funny. That's oh, great. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to thank you so much for this time that we've had today. Um, before we go, though, I want to make sure that people know where to find you, where they can check out some of the things that you've been talking about. Um, so lay some links on us and some, you know, some places where they can follow. Yeah. Um, so Magic Kids, for all you parents and grandparents out there or kids at heart, magickids.com and artists. We're looking for writers, illustrators, voice actors, musicians to share their music. Uh, meditation guides so magickids.com m-a-j-i-k kids.com um, for the work I do with independent educators coaches etc um, that's magicmedia.com I have a course coming up in June uh, which is going to be like a four-month journey called the fast cash crash course uh, which is basically going to be taking you through a uh, really fun creative process of designing a four-week live training that you will um, you will design it, you will market and sell it through all the different strategies. I've been off social media for six years, so I've managed to grow my business without social. I'm going to teach you all those strategies. You're going to apply those strategies to fill up your four four-week training, and we'll be live every week together as you go through that process, and then you deliver your training, and then we celebrate it. So that's that's coming up and I'm doing a uh, for the first time ever, I'm trying a uh, business model for this training that uh, is either people can pay 888 to join the training or if cash is tight. I know it is tight for a lot of people right now uh, with all the craziness in the world and uh, they can also try 222 down payment and then 20% of revenue. So there's a revenue share option if people would rather pay the lower deposit amounts and see what happens on the other side. I mean, for that, you know, everybody's in it to win it. Mm, so yeah, yeah, those are, those would be the links, the fast cash crash course. You can check that out at magicmedia.com forward slash fast dash cash. And that's going to be a really fun, creative journey together for four months. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then of course you have your podcast as well. So people That's listening right. to a podcast right now, I always encourage them take this moment, hop on over, subscribe to another podcast because uh, it's just more food for your mind and for your creativity. Right. That's right. Yeah. My podcast is the making magic podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. All the streaming places. All the places. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's uh, if for the golfers out there, uh, if you follow that, you can check out on YouTube, Body Mind Swing is my YouTube channel for that. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Well, you know, you certainly are an inspiration to get an idea, pursue that idea, make it a reality in this world, and not just do it like blazing on your own, but gathering people around you to help become part of something bigger. And um, I just, I, I applaud you for that. And uh, I 
encourage people to go and check out all the things that you're doing and to figure out a way to, you know, become part of your eco stream too, uh, to, to be, if they're an illustrator or a musician, they want to, you know, join in a project or something, um, by all means, because I think when we all help each other, everybody wins, right? We're all right. doing this and elevating each other. And at the end of the day, we all just wanted to help people, right? Yeah. Um, leverage our creativity to make the world better, like you said earlier. And, um, yeah, let's do that. So love it. Love it. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.